welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. Hallelujah! Amen. God is real and God is here. I said God is real and God is here. Somebody who believes that God is helping you. God is favoring you. God is upholding you. Put your hands together and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Well, we thank God for tonight. What an opportunity to come together again. Day number one of our three days of fasting and praying. Esther fasted three days and God changed her story. Three days and we have gathered together in a a season like this in fasting. And this time we are buying and connecting ourselves to God God as our hiding place. God is our hiding place, but before we move on, I just am excited to let to announce to you that heaven is about to kiss your life. Oh, your amen, your amen. 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 I am about to announce and I'm announcing to you and just let you know that heaven is about to kiss your life again. Amen. It was in a certain spiritual environment and spiritual atmosphere where spiritual activity was being carried out according to the book of Matthew chapter three. And a a voice came clearly, verse 17, clearly from heaven, a voice came and validated Jesus. The voice came and said, this a loud voice. No, a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God said, I am pleased with him. Everything I said he should do, he does. Everything I said he should do, he does. He goes to be, he goes to be baptized where the people are, he's there. And he said, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Jesus said, the father has not left me because I do the things that please him. In the atmosphere, that's in John chapter eight. In the atmosphere of Spirit, a certain spiritual activity, the voice of majesty, the voice of God sounded from above over him that this is my beloved son. I am very convinced that this season, these three days, somebody is about to receive an endorsement from above. Somebody's about to, who has not received you, who has not accepted you, who has not invited you, who has not opened the door for you. I am announcing to you that before they even try to open their door, heaven will open upon you and the open heavens will guarantee open doors on earth. Your open heavens will guarantee open doors on earth. And I believe that because of the open heavens, a voice is coming upon somebody. God's validation, God's endorsement, God's endorsement in the name of Jesus, God's endorsement in your career, God's endorsement in that project, God's endorsement in your marriage, God's endorsement in your family life, God's endorsement in your ministry. 
God's endorsement to your business. God's endorsement is coming upon somebody because this is your season of fulfilling of destiny. Amen. This is your season to fulfill your miracle. Amen. This is your season to, to see the hand of God at work and at play in your life. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. There are two things we have to tackle tonight. Number one is that there are things that are going on in your life that must stop. Things that are going on that must stop. They must stop. There must be a divine injunction over every satanic activity, every demonic harassment in your life. It must stop. It must stop. And tonight, I am very happy to let you know, heaven will act on your behalf. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter um, 13, from verse 24, Jesus tells a parable of how a a certain man went to sow good seeds. Okay, went to sow good seed. A parable uh, for saying, a kingdom of heaven is like unto a man who sowed good seeds in his field. Verse 25 is the worrying bit. But while Corona lockdown came, whilst men slept, whilst church was not in active physical services, there are many of us who Satan has used the online service to wash away your testimony or to dilute the intensity of your pursuit of God. And so, a typical example is, as you have tuned in, you are waiting for declaration, but you are not listening to the message. You are not in fellowship. I am very concerned about you. You know I'm talking to you. I am very concerned about you because your, your, your body is in one place, but your heart is somewhere else. Jesus posted this way. These people worship me. I think Matthew chapter 8, verse 15. said, these people, or 7.15, I think it's 8.15. These people worship me in vain because their hearts, their mouths, they, are, they speak one thing, but their lips are not there. So it says that verse 8, verse 15, verse 18, instead, yeah, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts, so that is one of the things that the coronavirus lockdown and online services have done to a lot of people. There are people who are in the kitchen at the moment cooking, cooking dinner, and then you, yeah. So you are that's that's the boom. You are sitting behind, well, and then you are watching. When you say amen, say amen, and you are saying amen. You are, you are staring. You are staring stew. <laughs> yeah, you are cooking stew. <laughs> Father, so we shouldn't cook. If you were in physical service, mm. would you be cooking? <laughs> but I'm not in physical service. So why don't you give what belongs to God to God and what belongs to Caesar to Caesar? This short while you've got, I think it is good we we connect properly. I'm speaking as a prophet and I'm speaking as a pastor because these are the little foxes according to Second uh, Samuel, Sons of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15 or so. The little foxes that spoil the vine. It's, you see, the, the things that undermine what God is doing in our lives or that creates platform for the enemy to operate in our life. They are not big things, you know. 
Mm. It's the little foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vine. The little foxes. The, 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 my, my, my friend would say, the little, 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 the little, little, little things. Mm. The little things, the little things you don't take serious. So it's time for fellowship. You are, there is football on one screen. Mm. And, and your, your small iPhone, your small, you have put your, uh, you're working, watching on your device, but really it's there. So you can know what's going on. But really, it's the football you're watching. Mm. Really, it's the movie you're watching. Really, it's the news you are listening to. Because mm. you heard that the Afghanistans are coming to Birmingham. So it, that the Afghans are coming to Birmingham. So you are you are very interested. Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with following the news, watching football, watching movie. No, but what I am saying is that you, when it's time for fellowship, when it's time for God, please, it's good to give God your heart and your mind. Self worship the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So the lockdown has caused many to slumber, even though they are awake. See, wow. so you are awake. You are you, you log on. We can see. Your name is there. We can see you tune in. A lot of people will say, oh, I will normally watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You have access to Zoom. But I say, oh, I normally watch on YouTube. Because YouTube, you see me, I don't see you. It's like a, a privacy glass. I can't see you, but you can see me. You understand? But it, uh, the Zoom, is easier to be noticed to be seen. However, the point I'm making is online services have major risks involved because you can be deeply and sound asleep and snoring, and yet you are still in the service. Spiritually asleep. You are disconnected. And so he said, while men slept, while men slept, the enemy came. The enemy comes when people sleep. The enemy finds it easy to work when people sleep. And he comes quickly to inject something something different from what God has started in your life. So, if you have been around church for a while before the coronavirus lockdown, you would admit with me that there are a dozen of believers you know whose confession have changed. (laughs) <laughs> it's the things like oh nowadays I, I want to take it easy now when I when I even go to church I'm afraid so me I will just stay at home but they can go in other place parties different places people whose confession have changed oh now I mean this church church thing I want to take it easy oh really really see the coronavirus has affected a lot of good brothers good sisters they are not bad. They are not good. But while men slept, most of these things are a function of slumber. When people sleep, they sleep. When people sleep, they sleep. They slide off. They sleep. And so Jesus said this parable. He said, this is how the kingdom of heaven is like. In, in God's rulership, in God's domain, this is how it's like. He said, a man sows good seeds. The, the word of God is a seed. God's word is the is God's word 
is the seed of God to make the things of God flourish in your life. We are the field of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I think verse 9, it talks about you are, you are God's field. You are filled. So the believers are sometimes likened to field. 1 Corinthians 3, I believe it's verse 9 or verse 10, said, gee, for you are God's fellow workers. You are, you are God's field. You see? You are God's building. You are God's field. And God sows his seed in his field. And so the seed, and as I speak, I'm sowing seeds. But then what happens is that while these seeds are being sown by the help of God, the enemy is taking advantage and also sows tests. He doesn't sow seeds. The enemy sows tests. So enemy will come and sow, um, sow tests among the wheat and went his way. So it's gone. The next time we gather, it looks you look the same, but you are not the same. <laughs> you you look the same. Everything seems same job, same activity. You look the same, but something has changed. What has changed? The enemy has injected something, hmm. and the enemy has taken advantage of that in this time of uh, pandemic and lockdown, especially online fellowships. Online services. No serious Christian stays online when he has the opportunity to have a physical service in their local church. No serious Christian, unless sometimes someone is at work, so the online makes it easier. Sometimes somebody has traveled, and there are many people listening to me who are not members of Caris. That's that's a different story altogether. They are receiving some nourishment because they might not have the opportunity to physically come. And so anytime we are online, they listen. But then when there's an opportunity to come together, don't be quick to choose online. Mm. You have to always drive yourself towards in-person because it helps with the concentration and the focusing, and it has a lot of other benefits spiritually. Now, he said, while men slept, an enemy came and saw um, uh, tears among the wheat. And the servants of the master said, sir, did we not sow good seeds? Where did this come from? Where did, sir, did did not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then has it tears. And the master said, an enemy has done this. This is where I've been trying to get to. Truth is, number one, there are tears that have been sown and we have to call on the name of God. We are going to pray a prayer. You want to pray a prayer? And then I will share the second one to you briefly. So number one is tears must go. It's not just belly. Tears. <laughs> tears must go. Tears must go. Now, Two ways, watch this please, listen to this very carefully. Two ways of dealing with spiritual infiltration. Let's say, if um, I've I've been going to a certain place and it's now affecting my spiritual life and it has brought tears into my life, as a common sense rule, if I want to avoid, I want to stop the continuity of those tears, then I have to stop going there. So if it's you who I've been talking to and you are polluting me and I don't want the 
uh, to be polluted anymore. The, the rule of thumb is I have to stop talking to you so I don't get polluted. Okay, that's, but what people don't realize is sometimes the tears have entered already. So the first principle to dealing with satanic invasion, demonic infiltration, the first principle is prayer. Mm. Pray about that situation and then act on that situation. Pray and act. Pray and act. So we want to pray. What's the prayer? I want to pray and say, enough. I want to show you a scripture which will bless you. I was talking to Papa and he shared the scripture with me. It was such a blessing. I want you to hear the scripture. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 16. You want to stand on that to pray and say, it's enough. You will like the scripture. It says that, and when the angel stretched out his hands upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel, in other words, God decided, no, it's okay. This thing mustn't go anymore. And said to the angel that destroyed the people. What was the enjoyed angel doing? Destroying the people and the people. It was an angel that was destroying people. It was spoiling your testimony, mm -hmm. spoiling your health, spoiling your career, spoiling your marriage. Something has infiltrated, something has come in. Something has come in and spoiling the beautiful thing that God started. And the Lord said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Someone says, It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. The Lord said to the angel, it is enough. Stay now thy hand. Stay your hand. Let's look at a different uh, uh, new, new King James and then New International and then New Living. Let's go to all the news. New. It says that the Lord relented from the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, it's enough. Now restrain your hand. God placed, had to place a restraining order. God said, it's enough. Stay your hand. Cease fire. Cease fire. Stop it. It's, it's enough. Proceed no further. Stay your hand. Well, I think we have to say this to that coronavirus. We have to say it to any, anything that is going on in your life, in your family, which must stop. We want to pray and say, it's enough. By the audacity of heaven, under the auspices of God's word, and this prophetic atmosphere, we want to raise your voice and say, it's enough. Let's look at New International Version and the New Living Translation. And then we pray. Then I'll show you the next thing. When um, the Lord was grieved because of the calamity and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, enough. Withdraw your hand. Enough. Someone say enough. 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 Properly say enough. 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 It's not enough. Enough. Stay your hand. Stop it. Oh, thou foul devil who has jumped on this sister's health. Thou foul devil, dirty devil, stinking devil who has jumped on this brother's marriage. Oh, thou foul devil 
who has jumped on this community, who has jumped on this ministry, that ministry that was doing well, you have jumped on the, against the ministry, that foul devil, who has jumped on that pastor's ministry, that foul devil, who has jumped on that lady's family life, that foul devil, who has jumped on that child's education, that foul devil, who has jumped on somebody's studies, that foul devil, who has jumped on people's peace, that foul devil, coronavirus, that foul devil, who has jumped, on people's mental health, mental peace. Enough. Stay your head. Stay your head. We place restraining orders on you. That family will not go down. They will not, it will not go down. That family will not go down that route anymore. Enough. That marriage will not break. That marriage will not break. That marriage will not break up. That marriage will not end in divorce. Enough. 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 Some of us, we have to fight for our brothers. Fight for your sister. That situation is very annoying. When you look at how what they are doing, how things are going, it's very annoying. And sometimes it, it annoys you so much if you don't take care, you forget that you are a spiritual guardian in the family. Mm. And so you join the others in fighting a, a, a legal, a legitimate, or a moral battle, which is right. But don't lose sight that this thing is spiritual. Mm -hmm. The case against your dad is spiritual. The case against your mom is spiritual yeah. in Jesus' name. Now, brothers and sisters, I just want to quickly um, tell you the second thing we are doing. So number one, we are placing an injunction on the works of the enemy, which has taken place in our blind spots or when men slept. The second thing is very important. It's been on my heart for the past week and more about this is a prophetic time. Taking your refuge in the Lord. Run to God. The songwriter says that you are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. God is our hiding place. In Psalm 91 verse 1, it says, the Lord is our present, sorry, it says that uh, I would, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When the Bible uses the word shadow, abiding under shadow, it's talking about taking refuge. That is why in, I think, Luke chapter 13, verse 34, so Jesus said, Jerusalem, how I wanted to, uh, like a hen, hide your children under my wings, okay? Said, um, I've gathered thy children together um, uh, as hen does her brood, uh, does her brood under her wings, okay? So when you see a hen and he has chicks, he she always covers the chick, especially in the time of danger. So the chick run into the hen and they hide. And God is uses the analogy or the, imagery of how a hen covers the chick, the chicks, to reflect how he can also cover his people mm. in times of trouble. So the, in, in a few places in the Bible, you see where it says that I would take cover under the shadow of the, your wings. In Psalm 63 verse uh, 7, it talks about how um, under the wings, under the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice because thou has been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings, I will rejoice. I am taking cover because you are my help. I, I stay there and 
I, I rejoice there. In Psalm 94, 91 verse 4, we read it earlier on. Psalm 91 verse 4, we read some verse 1, but look at verse 4, it says that, he shall cover thee with his feathers. It's like God has got feathers. Under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. This is a very crucial text. Text. So he said, God covers us with his feathers, and so we we hide under we trust under his wings. We hide under his wings. So to so God becomes our refuge. Okay, in Psalm seventeen verse eight. In uh, 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 um, yes, Psalm seventeen verse eight. He said. Keep me as the apple of the, hide me. Did you see that? Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Hide me. So God is a hiding place. When the storms are raging, listen, my believer brother, my sister, my brother, when the storms are raging, there's a hiding place in God. Amen. You can, oh, you, there's always you, a place you can hide for the storm to pass, for the hurricane to pass, for the, the, for, for the troubles to pass, and then you emerge again. People will be wondering, what happened? It has taken, it has blown others away. Your others, have, others have lost their businesses. Others have lost their ministries. Others have lost their marriages. Others have lost, what happened? God happened. Because God is our refuge. God is our hiding place. And under the shadow of his wings, we will hide. Psalm 36, verse 7. Psalm 57, verse 1. Look at Psalm 36, verse 7. It says that, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wing. What does that mean? How do they put their trust under the shadow of the wing? In other words, we know that when we take cover in God, we are actually covered. When we take cover in God, you are actually covered. Listen, we are living in dangerous days. Wicked and aggressive times. If there's a time, you and your household, you and your loved ones, you and your career, you and your marriage, you and your health, you and your family, you and your children, you and your ma- your husband, your wife, you and your people, you and everything that is precious for you or to you. If there is a time you have to take cover, this is the time. Please run for your precious life and hide under the shadow of his wings. Hide. Hide, take cover. It says that, and then in, in, in Psalm 60, uh, 57, verse 1, Psalm 57, verse 1, the, the scriptures make us to understand. It said, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusted in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings, I will make, oh, 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 until the, oh, oh, until these calamities be overpassed. Ah, ah, ah. Listen, these calamities will not take you away. These calamities will not affect you because you have a hiding place. I know I am prophetically speaking to somebody. There is a hiding place in God. There is a hiding place. We hide under the shadow of his wings. We hide under the shadow of his wings. And when the storms come, you see, the problem is storms of life will always come. The hurricanes of life will always come. The tornadoes of life will always come. The waves of life will come and beat heaven 
heavily upon the, uh, upon your house. The challenges, the troubles of life will come. What you don't want is in the time of trouble, then God hides his face rather. Oh, wow. You don't want God to hide his face because God can hide his face. God can hide his face. My brothers, yes. God can hide his face in Psalm 10, verse 1, verse 11, in Psalm 13, verse 1, in Psalm 55, verse 1. It talks about how God can hide. Can you imagine? Why, why standest thou afar of, O Lord? Why hidest thyself in, the, in times of, oh, oh, listen, you know what we don't want to experience? That in times of trouble, God hides himself. But in times of trouble, we rather hide in God. Amen. What does it mean for God to hide himself? It's like you can't find God. You can't find God. Your environment is so dried of God, void of God, void of the goodness, the message, the kindness, the protection, the defense. Ah, may God defend you. May God rise your cause. May God arise your defense. May God defend you. May he have mercy on you. May he turn his face away from your sins. Amen. May he tell. David said, hide your way. Don't look at my sins. I'm 51. He said, Lord, do, do. Look at verse, verse Verse 9, Psalm 51, verse 9. It's rather, God, don't hide from me. But hide your face from my sins. Hey! And brought out some of us, you know, you know, some of the things that the enemy is trying to use against you, you know, he has legitimate grounds. Mm -hmm. Because you went wrong. Because you did what God said, don't do it. You did it. God said, don't. And so the enemy has so tears. That's why we said enough. And guess what? We're asking God, turn your eyes away from our sins. Hide your face from my sins so that when I come to you, you don't see my sins. So my sins will not rather stand against me. God, don't pray. Let's see, God, our prayer, God, don't hide your face from me in times of trouble. Rather hide your face from my sins. Whatever I did that I brought this trouble, hide your face from it, but not from me. Don't hide your face from me. In Psalm 13, verse 1, as I said, Psalm 51, 55, verse 1. Psalm 13, verse 1 says, How long will thou forget me, Lord? Forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? Oh, so God can hide his face from people. Psalm 51, 50, 55, verse 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Hide not thyself from my supplication. It's like you are praying and the heavens are closed. It's like it's hitting, your uh, um, heavens are brass. Your prayer is not going. That will not be your story. Amen. Listen, Amen. If, if I stand here as a prophet of God and I declare upon your life that God will remember you, that Amen. heaven, Amen. heaven will hide his face from your sin and yes. heaven will hide you in under the shadow of God's wings. Amen. In the Amen. name of Jesus. Yes. My hiding place. Someone say, God, my hiding place. God, God my hiding place. place. Say it again. God, my hiding place. God, God my hiding place. place. Oh, in Psalm 2, verse 12. It says that kiss the sun. Kiss him. Yes, last Sunday I taught on how Jesus is the son of God. This is one of the strong biblical uh, Old Testament messianic scriptures that point to Christ as son. 
I think when you look at the verse 7, it talks about Christ, you are my son. This day I have begotten you. I will declare, the Lord has said to me, thou art my son. This day I have begotten you. Jesus is the son of God. Verse, verse 12. And then he said, because he's the son of God. Verse 12, like, kiss the son. What does it mean to kiss the son? Let Christ be precious to you. I love you, Jesus. I love you. That's why the songwriter said, I will exalt you. I'll make you big. Because you are, you are what matters to me. You are more important than anything. So kiss the son. Lest God will not be happy, he'll be angry with you. Lest he be angry and he perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled, is but, is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Yes. Kiss the son. Kiss the son. Kiss the son. Kiss the son. And put your trust in the Son, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, in, in Psalm 32, verse 7, and then we'll look at Psalm 119, verse 114, then we'll be running up. Look at, thou art my, oh, do you see that? My brother, my sister, there's a hiding place for you. So don't be so scared. Don't be so troubled in this storm. There's a hiding place for you. He said, where's your hiding place? Can I ask somebody a question? Where is your hiding place? Who is your hiding place? God. God. The Lord is our hiding place. He said, thou art my hiding place. Thou shall preserve, oh, thou shall preserve me. The trouble will come and pass and you'll be strong, growing stronger and stronger. <laughs> what pulls, pulls others down, it will lift you up. Amen. That's it. That is pulling others down. You come out of it higher, raise higher, Amen. and fly higher. That shall Amen. compass me about with songs of deliverance. It's like when you have so many songs of deliverance to sing. You have so many. God has done this. God has done this. And, oh, you have so much. He said, God will surround you with songs of deliverance. Why? Because he's your hiding place. When God is our hiding place, we are not afraid. When God is our hiding place, we are not that vulnerable. When God is our hiding place, we cannot be victims. Why? Because he is our hiding place and he covers us, he hides us under the shadow of his wings and surrounds us with songs of deliverance. My brother, my sister, I prophesy that your life will be filled with songs of deliverance. Amen. Between now and the end of this year, you will have many songs of deliverance to Amen. sing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 114. Thank you, Jesus. It Amen. says that thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. That's where it's all going to. You are my hiding place and my shield. I, I hope in your word. I'll come back to this and show you something in a minute. But Psalm 143, verse 9. Psalm 143, verse 9. He said, deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I flee unto thee. Hide me. So now you can actually ask God to hide you. He is a hiding place, but he can also hide us because he's a hiding place. Hide me, Lord. Hide me, Lord. Hide me, Lord. The songwriter said, hide me now under your wings. Cover me. With your mighty hand. When the ocean rise and thunders roll, I will soar with you above the skies. Father, you are king over the skies. I will be still and know you are God. 
Hallelujah. I will be still and know you are God. We will take that song for the offering. I will be still and know you are God. Hide me now. Hide me now. Hide me now. Somebody, this must be your prayer. And you must take conscious effort to run for hiding. Run into God. I'm going to show you, Pastor. So how can I hide? How can I make God my hiding place? Uh, look at Psalm 17, verse 8, before we move on. Psalm 17, verse 8. God will hide us. Look at us. He said, keep me as the apple of thy, hide me under the shadow of your wings. So God can hide us. Psalm 27, verse 5. I like Psalm 27. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Wow. In the secrets of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Huh? He shall set me up upon a rock. What? You know what it means to set you up upon a rock? He's talking about in a flood situation where God himself, um, in a in the flood situation where God himself puts you on a rock. So you have sure footing. Whatever, things are being carried away. But because you are standing on a rock, you are not being carried away. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. When I, my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Some, um, some 61 or 41 or so. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me. From the uh, from, from, from my enemies that are strong to me, said, for that has been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemies. Verse four, from my enemies, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. In other words, I know when God is covering me, I'm covered. So I'll trust in God's covering. Now, because of time, let me quickly mention how do you. Take cover in God. How do you hide in God? If God is your hiding place, why? how do you use your hiding place? How does it happen? Don't just be saying God is my hiding place and living a normal life. No. When God is your hiding place, there are things to do. He says that under the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. I will take cover. Number one, you have to look at um, Psalm 91 again. Let's look at Psalm 91 verse 4. I said it earlier on. Psalm 91, verse 4. He said that he shall cover, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under, under his wish shall trust. His truth, did you see that his truth shall be thy shield and bow? So, number one, the word of God is a major determinant of whether you can be hidden in God or not. How do you hide in God? By choosing to hold on to his word. That's it. It's as simple as that. Hold on to his word. Hold on to his word. Hold on to God's word. So the doctor said, you are, you are sick and you will die. God forbid. You say, God forbid, and then you look, what, what does the word say? I shall not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. Stand on that. Amen. That's how to hide in God. Amen. It's not anything very complex. Yeah. What does he hide in God? Take his word, put your faith in his word. And he said, I will trust in your word. I trust in your word. I trust in your word. So hide 
in God by holding on to when the storms are going, whatever is happening, just hold on to the word. Hold on to the word. Sometimes you might be shedding tears. As you are shedding tears, I trust God. Job said, even though he slays me, yes, I'll trust him. I trust God. I trust God. I know God is faithful. I know my Redeemer liveth. In jo- I think Job chapter 19, 26 or something like that. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. And on the last day, he shall stand upon the ends of the world. I know my Redeemer liveth. 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 I know my... See, hold on to the word and confess the word. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. That is how to hide in the in the Lord. That is how to hide in the Lord. So as for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried, and He's a buckler to all those who trust in Him. So how does God become a buckler? Psalm eighteen verse thirty. How does the Lord become a buckler? Is by trusting in His word. When you trust in His word, you have taken Him as your hiding place. Psalm eighteen verse thirty. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is right. He's a buckler to those who trust in him. So as you trust in him, you have taken him as your hiding place. Listen, listen, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what's been happening around you. What matters is where you are hiding. Are you hiding? Take your refuge. Take cover. Take cover. The days are evil. Take cover. The trouble will come and pass and you'll still be standing. I see you standing. I see you soaring. I see you doing well. And number two, Psalm 31, verse 20. Psalm 31, verse 20. It says that, thou shalt hide them in the secrets of thy presence from the pride of men. Where does he hide you? In the secrets of his presence. He that, in Psalm 91, verse 1, he that, abides, dwells in the secret place of the Mosai, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How? The presence of God. You're, you desire his presence. By How do you do it? Not only in church services, in at home. Create a time to spend time personally with God. And then when the believers are gathering, he said that's the only place he has committed, he has committed his presence. So where two or three, some, some eight, eight, sorry, Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in their midst. So that's the only place he has committed his presence. And so you have to run into his presence. In other words, value the presence of God privately and corporately. Value his presence. Psalm 27, verse 5. Psalm 27, verse 5. He says that, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret, watch this, in the secret of his tabernacle. Tabernacle is the place of meeting. The place of meeting where God meets his people. Where God has committed himself, this is like the sanctuary. So in the secret of the tabernacle, you shall hide me. Please value the presence of God. The presence of God is in two ways. Practicing it in yourself, by yourself, at home, reading your Bible, praying, and spending time with God. And then number two, valuing fellowship, like what we are doing now. That's how you can hide in God. So I wouldn't want to belabor the point too much. Two things, two ways. God, if God is a hiding place, then brother, sister, hide in God. Take cover. Take cover. Take run, run to hide. Run, run into his presence. Run and take cover. 
take cover. He said, where, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. For in his presence is fullness of joy. Take cover. I know a lot is going on. This is the last time when things are going on. That's the, the last thing you should do is to say, oh, I just want to be by myself. I just want to. No. Be where the people of God have gathered. One. And two, spend time with God. Some of us, you are so busy. You are so busy. God doesn't have time. There's no time in your schedule in your time for God because your, your business is doing well. Your, your studies and your family, their children, their children, eight children, they are all crying at the same time every day. They are all crying. They are all crying. So you don't, listen, you are too busy. You are putting your loved ones at risk. If you can't spend time with God, you are putting your life your loved ones at risk because you are the Joseph of the family. You are the one who can stand in the gap and pull them like Noah. Noah was saved and his household. It wasn't because of his household. It was because of him. Mm. When because of Noah, his household was saved. Sister, brother, your dad, your mom, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sisters, your children, please, Please take cover and cover them. If there is any time to hide in God, this is the time. How do you hide in God? Stand on his word. Don't give up on his word. If the word of God says so, it's so. I hold on to your word. I hold on to your word. I hold on to your word. And then number two, how do you take, how do you hide in God? How do you make God your hiding place and go and hide in him? Number two, value his presence. Pursue his presence. Pursue his presence. Pursue his presence. In Psalm 20, 27, verse 4, he says, One thing have I desired, desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Then look at the verse 5. Then he said, For in the time of trouble he shall hide. Ah, you see? For in the time of, you see, there is a, Direct correlation, a connection between the presence of God and your hide, God as your hiding place. He said, one thing have I desired. I will never compromise on that for anything. The presence of God and the word of God. If we can keep those as treasures in our lives, God will always be our hiding place. Storms will come, storms will go, but you, you abide because the word of God abides forever. I pray that this time of fasting, May God truly be our hiding place in the mighty name of Jesus. Not just for you, but you and your household, your loved ones, your neighbors, your precious ones, your friends, your family. Because the evil, there's an evil wind blowing. I see an evil storm. Yeah. I see an evil storm blowing. I see an evil storm blowing. I see an evil storm blowing. But God will hide you and your loved ones. God is our hiding place. God is our hiding place. God is our hiding place. So shall it be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.